the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Happy Monday, Monday. Another day, another dollar. Sky is clear, but debate on global warming continues. The debate on the world economy is coming out of the very painful COVID crisis. What's it going to look like? How's it going? From J. Crew to Neiman Marcus, we've seen a horrific run on corporate bankruptcies. And that is to be expected. It is to be accelerated on the strong get stronger, the weak get weaker. Couple side effects of the coronavirus, which we probably couldn't have figured out if we wanted to, but it's tough to get illegal drugs right now because their supply chain has been broken. I know you're saying, really? Um, so it's really hitting not just like the the legit factories, but even like the the drug making factories. It's like what I'm trying to get at with that story is the economic shutdown is more pervasive than you can imagine. When you start looking and tying together the elbow with the knee bone, the, and you're like, that's one ugly person, the way they're connected. It's pretty ugly right now. Big tech stocks are doing well today. Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Facebook. Everything else is kind of struggling today. It's not a down day. It's not a negative day. It's not a, like, let's burn them as we leave. You know, light them up. I know you're saying, you really like those Civil War movies that have those horrible, horrible generals in them that burn down the whole town on their way out. I love those. NVIDIA is doing high, uh, better today on an upgrade of price target. Companies roared back. They they don't look at March and go, nothing but a thing. Some companies haven't roared back. Marriott's down 5% today. Man, it would be tough to really make a good case for a hotel stock, would it not? Are you there yet? Are you putting your money where your mouth is on that one, my friend? Or are you just going to wait a little bit longer before making a decision on that one? Uh, not a lot of economic data today. Last week, we had the economic data on the jobs, and they're bad. And the market went higher on the day we hit our highest jump ever in the unemployment rate. It doesn't make any sense, and it's the beauty of Wall Street. We've had an economic rebound. We've had a stock market rebound way before we've had an economic collapse and even an economic rebound. The stock market went down before the economy shut down, and the stock market went back up before the economy was done shutting down. And like, whoa! There's a theory that right now maybe we've gone too far too fast, and that people like me kind of want to see some proof in the earnings or some proof in the revenue, something other than the federal government throwing a couple. Well, three trillion dollars is a lot of money. But we still, I still want the proof before I feel good about it. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would miss it if I weren't, weren't involved. If I was looking for that moment uh, to blow the, I don't know, conch shell, 
I know you're saying conch shell, conch shell, conch shell. Um, driven from the Greek word conchi. So tied towards consciousness. So if you ever see like um, an actor, an actor blowing a conch shell on a beach, it's typically the tribe has awoken or something is like their, their mind is all, all fresh. I know you're saying thank you for the Greek lesson. You're very welcome. There will be no additional charge for that. Moody's chief economist Mark Zandi defines a depression as at least 12 months of unemployment sitting above 10%. Um, we hit 14.7% unemployment on Friday. So 12 months of unemployment at above 10%. People are starting to say a second wave of U.S. virus cases will plunge the economy into a depression. The U.S. sits on quicksand. You're hearing a lot more negative, and that's fine. I think it's it's super important to have all the cases out there and to have winners and losers. France has made face masks mandatory, not because of the COVID virus, but because no one's been able to get to the barber and men and women have facial hair that they don't want to have. COVID jokes don't work, do they? You know what? What monster would survive in COVID really, really well? I'm trying to write punchlines and other things. It's Dracula because he wore a cape. <laughs> He'd always put the cape in front of his, his, up to his eyes. He could never see his nose or his mouth. But then Dracula wouldn't do well because he drinks other people's blood and he'd get the fire that way and die. But anyway, I'm thinking about these things. I think we should invest in capes. That's a, that's a look that is way better than a face mask. Consult a physician before taking any medical advice from me. Elon Musk says Tesla will immediately leave California after coronavirus shutdowns have forced the company to keep its uh, main car factory shut down. Now, that wasn't the only bad, or that wasn't the only interesting news on Tesla this weekend. The number of sales in China that China's already been back to business, their, their sales numbers are awful. Uh, in China right now, when they should have rebounded more than they did. What does that tell us? Perhaps the psychology of the average Chinese person is, whoa, we just went through this crazy COVID thing. We had to work from home. We had to stay at home. Friends were dying. Hospitals were overrun. Maybe we don't want a car. Maybe we don't want a vehicle right now, right here. Maybe we don't want a big ticket. Some of the psychology that we learned coming with China out of the COVID lockdown before we did, we'll see extrapolate into our markets. Tesla also reportedly lost another European vice president as it begins construction on a Berlin factory. There's some serious people. But success or failure starts at top. And if Tesla stock goes from 200 to 800 like it has in the last year, you're going to lose some top talent because when they got that top talent, um, Sasha Zahan, you know, he, he's leaving the company because his, well, I'm not going to say for him in particular, but if your stock options, which cost you pennies were suddenly worth hundreds of millions, would you potentially change your job career? I would. I'd be like, I want to go pet elephants. And they're like, no, that's actually not very, why don't you save elephants? I want to go save elephants. I know you're saying you would give up radio to save elephants. I probably would, but you get the idea. Um, success or failure starts at top. And sometimes the success of a company can even backfire on them as you get a lot of the smart people from the early days. 
they've been hiring sub smart people or you know more employees manager types figureheads when you get some of the big brain power that can do something like open up a factory in berlin i don't even know how i would start opening up a factory in berlin would i go to their spiegel and open up a newspaper and say "Hmm, where can we put a factory maybe it'll come to me in a news like the people that can do that stuff are hardcore and tesla's losing an executive maybe because of the success maybe because he's just tired of working with you know whoever Billionaire investor Paul Tudor Jones says the United States is in for a second depression if coronavirus lockdowns last year. I would say that's the worst case scenario, right? So Jeremy Spiegel said the stock market hit its market's lows. That's on one hand. Now, on the other hand, billionaire investor Paul Tudor Jones says if we're in this lockdown in a year, we're in a depression, things will be much worse than they are right now. So I, I think you have your extremes. Where do you stand now? That's an important part of putting together an investment thesis in your head. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't be shy. I'm Rob Black. You can also find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget to stay informed, to get yourself educated as much as you can. A little bit of education goes a long way in not making a financial mistake down the road. Taking a look at the markets, we're having an eh kind of day. We'll talk about that and more right after this. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Monday, 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 Monday. Consumer expectations have deteriorated. I wish we could turn back time to the good old days when we had consumer confidence and expectations of things were going to be better. Confidence is deteriorating. Markets are trading lower today, except for the NASDAQ, which is being pushed higher by the big five, the Apples, the Googles, or Alphabet, whatever you want to call them, Amazons, um, Facebook, Microsoft, the big boys. The number of confirmed COVID-19 cases is staggering. I don't even know if it makes sense to talk about it anymore because it's staggering. And I think that's something that Wall Street does well as we get used to, well, that's a big number. And we're able to deal with it in the future and or not. Our deficits in the United States, I would have honestly defecated every liquid in my body. If you had told me 20 years ago, like, we can get that high that fast, that much debt. No. And, like, all the water would have been flushed from my body. No. One area that's kind of, you're not going to feel bad here in this story I look at California as the have and the have-nots. You have real estate or you do not have real estate. And then you get into situations where, like, have you ever gone to Hawaii and said, like, yeah, the resort's $500 a day. It's too much money. I'd kind of like to go to a grocery store and get, like, some meals that aren't the the, the mahi-mahis and the una-una kupa-kupa. Uh, and you're like, just it's expensive. And you're like, I kind of wish I had my own place. So you look into Airbnb and, like, sure enough, boom, there's Airbnbs. Well, Redfin, who is in the business of real estate, says vacation real estate markets are toast because the pandemic as Airbnb owners are now rushing to offload their homes. A lot of people got into real estate with the idea of, well, get a second home or get a second property and rent it out. It's easy. Have other people pay your your mortgage. That's the that's awesome way of making money. You don't even have to work. Well, when they lose their job, you lose the home because they're no longer paying you and you didn't count on that. And the same thing's happening right now with real estate markets and vacation areas. 
if you go to Vail or uh, like Tahoe, Palm Springs, you're finding a lot of people bought homes there because they can count on other people to come visit and, and rent their home six weeks of the year, six weeks in a vacation a luxury area. And you can make, you know, eight months of your mortgage payment for six weeks of letting other people use it. Well, now you're finding out that that home in Hawaii or that home in Vail is a liability because you can't put people in it. Redfin is talking about the housing market today, and they're talking about the downturn in home sales and listing activity and how that's affecting the coronavirus or the coronavirus is affecting like local real estate. But they're also going as far as to say vacation properties now are toast because a lot of people are counting on it. So more for sale signs are going up. Um, they're in tough shape. I know a person who owns an Airbnb, and basically the skiing season stopped um, right when the snow hit in March. <laughs> you weren't allowed to be in groups, and that's it. So she, because it's Airbnb, you kind of have this thing that she has to go along with the city, and she has to go along with the state. Um, she was waiting for Airbnb to give some of their homes, uh, host families, like their super host, the ones that get the great ratings. They were getting a little bailout money from the company, from their emergency fund. But Airbnb now has another situation going on where they want to come public, but they're losing billions of dollars of value. Uh, should you get a small business loan? If you're an Airbnb person for a home, if you're paying your taxes, does it count? Does it not? Well, doesn't all, I mean, it does all matter. And it all adds up that um, the vacation homes are getting hit hard right now because people are putting them up for sale because they're no, they can't count on the consistency. Again, if, if people don't feel comfortable renting someone else's home until the vaccination comes, ooh, that could be a while. There's also theories on maybe people will say, screw this. I don't want to live in New York City that's been hard hit. I don't want to live on top of people. I don't want to live in a city of... Millions and millions and millions and millions of people. And they'll leave New York and Philadelphia, leave San Francisco. <clears throat> you know, you can go like from New York to Philadelphia or you can go from Philadelphia to Harrisonburg. Like there's downsizing. San Francisco for Sacramento. Um, San Francisco for Phoenix. Seattle was already starting to lose people to Tacoma, which is just down the street, which is a little bit cheaper, but also a lot less dense. Um, so COVID has a lot of impact psychologically. When you say to your sugar booger, sugar booger, I love you and I love New York City, but it's time to move to the, to the suburbs. You ready for that? Eh? Eh? Um, so there's some ramifications happening in housing and real estate markets right now. Like I said, um, if you have a luxury home, a second home, like think about the Hawaii's. If your dream was to get someone to Airbnb it enough of the year, let's say 12 weeks, that ain't going to happen. Because now not only do you have to get someone to say, I want to go to Hawaii, which I, I guess everyone wants to go to Hawaii, but no one wants to get on a plane to go to Hawaii. Or they do, but they don't. But they do, but they don't. A lot going on there, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. RV sales are doing really well. As people want to vacation, they just don't want a vacation with a plane ride involved. New York City, the virus lockdown is likely to continue into June. 
Uh, we are starting to hear about more cracks. Um, I saw the French Open tennis said we're going to play the French Open even if we have an empty stadium. Some plans are being laid. That's a good thing because I kind of want to see what works and what doesn't work, right? Gilead viruses drug seen in short supply for Americans. Um, so Remdesivir is out there. The drug maker is going to ship over 607,000 uh, vials, but that's only enough for about 78,000 patients. Will Remdesivir be the next big scam on the Internet? You could probably count on it. Be cautious on that. Um, the antidotes, the remedies that you can get sent to your home. Ugh. That must make uh, the police just stir crazy, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Also find me online with some uh, videos at YouTube under Rob Black Show. That's YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Rob Black talking all things financial money investing more. Steve Mnuchin said something over the weekend that the real unemployment rate, which includes people who are not looking for work or who are underemployed, underemployed would be like, well, I could work 40 hours, but they'll only offer me 20. Sorry, Ma, can't help with the rent. I want to work 30 hours, but they could only give me 20 this week. When you start adding that all up, it stands roughly at 22.8% today. Again, people who are not looking for work that are discouraged or people who are underemployed. And uh, Mnuchin is out there saying, yeah, that could easily hit 25%. That's a big financial impact for an economy to absorb, especially one that ties healthcare to having a job and uh, one that ties tax creation to jobs. So New York City virus lockdown likely to continue into June. Again, we're going to start talking about when does baseball, when does football, when does, and we're going to start extrapolating a lot on the economy. Did the economy uh, false start us? Or is the stock market telling us it's going to be a full recovery? Today is a little bit different. Today is a little bit of a mixed day, whereas Nasdaq's doing well. But nothing else really is gaining a lot of traction up or down. So if you own Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, and Facebook, and you check your daily wealth at the end of the day, you're likely to be a little bit higher today. That's a silly way of going about things, in my opinion, or at least inefficient. But maybe it's better than, I don't know, watching... Canadian football. Uh, you're saying, did you just not Canadian football? I did. I did. Um, 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. CEO of Disney is going about right now talking about all the positive or everything that he's saying. I'm not going to say just the positives. One of the things he said, and this is going to not one. Let's just go through a couple of them. Keep in mind, not only do you have Disney as a resort company, but you have Six Flags. Um, SeaWorld. So you have some other companies you could kind of look at it. Maybe, maybe Disney's not your investment. Maybe you're like, I'm there too big. The house of the mouse and Mickey mouse and Minnie mouse. Ah. Maybe you want to go to six flags or fun or SeaWorld companies that pay pretty big dividends. So Disney CEO is saying Shanghai is a short book market. 
in that most tickets are sold within the week. They're not typically a big planned excursion of, you know, Junior, on July 4th, we're going to go see Mickey Mouse in red, white, and blue. Now, man, I'm going to go today. Um, U.S. market books things out in Shanghai, more of a short book market, according to the CEO. Um all tickets for the Shanghai Disney Resort are sold out for the next week. So the CEO says, I'm encouraged by what we see. Guests have been diligent on observing distance. Doesn't really comment on this point in time about opening up for Disney Tokyo or Disney um, U.S. parks. Hong Kong. Um, you know, he thinks outdoor you know the, the some areas of like orlando will open re- sooner than later um there will be likely a requirement for guests and cast members to wear masks is it the same thing going up to snow white and giving her crap if she's wearing a mask if you're going like hey snow white what was it like with the seven dwarves did you make their bed snow white and like she's like security security Will it be as fun to taunt the cast members, not employees, the cast members, if they're wearing a mask? Is is Dumbo, is the big elephant really going to be wearing a mask? Is he really? It just brings up a lot of questions for me on like the experience. How far can we let it be tainted before it hurts the business? Ask about theatrical releases. The CEO of Disney said there's going to be a stair-step future of people returning to movies. So we're hearing a little bit more of that. I think the NFL said, you know, here's our schedule. We plan to be open for business. And if you tell us we could have 20% of people, a couple weeks later we could get 40% capacity, a couple weeks at 60, we'll do whatever we want. But here, and same thing will probably happen to movie theaters. So if you've ever had a dream, I went out on a lake yesterday and no one was on it. No one. And it's one of the most beautiful lakes in the world. And I was like, whoa, I bet this will never happen again. Um, same thing with movie theaters. Maybe your dream is to go into a movie theater and like not sit next to someone and laugh like uh, Robert De Niro in Cape Fear at a movie that inappropriately. I, I don't know. But it's going to be a stair step. He doesn't think that the return of theaters will be as extreme on the negative side as some people believe. He believes that they will do some releases straight to Disney Plus, And they'll be made on a film-by-film basis like Artemis Fowl. He doesn't make any specific number of comments for Disney Plus at this point in time. But is thrilled with the way Disney Plus is performing during the crisis friend of mine's like uh hitting me up for disney plus password i'm like no first and foremost you can get a two-week free trial <laughs> and second if you have rise you can get it free for a year i'm not sharing my password with you i own shares of disney and let's put it this way i'm not going to be ripping off a company that i invest in right so disney ceo was also talked about pre-production post-production um going on so he says, oh, we're pre-producing stuff and we're post-producing stuff. Uh, we're just not actively shooting anything right now. Have you had a fear yet? Like Netflix runs out of content before the COVID crisis ends and like you just have nothing to do. You're just in a vacuous hole of nothingness, of banality. And well, no, you probably haven't had that, but I have. 
So the CEO of Disney is also talking about not just how the theme parks are he's encouraged by, but movie theaters will be a kind of a stair-step approach. Some movies will not be put back on the schedule of theatrical release, and maybe that'll be a future business model. They're pretty smart people. They'll run the budget. They'll run the numbers. They'll say a $60 million movie straight to video might be worth more to the bottom line than $120 million with a big marketing budget. Um, as far as league reopening sports, he was asked like when, you know, ESPN, obviously this is your lifeblood. When do you see sports reopening? He says, I don't know. When asked about the ad dollars on network, he says that, you know, the impact is still pretty pronounced at ESPN, but not so much at ABC. So he doesn't see any long-term impact on trends of advertising, spending, and television. So that's, I think, a pretty encouraging sign, being 50 or 60 days into the COVID crisis, having a big CEO of Disney come out and kind of give us what he sees in movie theaters, gives us what he sees in production, give us what he sees in advertising, give us what he sees in theme parks, social distancing. Um, I, I feel a little bit better that we're getting some visuality on it, some context visualization. Quidel is trading higher today. Ticker symbol QDEL, up 25%. They're joining in with the battle of other companies like Johnson Johnson, Gilead, Abbott Labs, and Moderna as companies that are kind of the COVID approval test plays. Or they're working on antigen tests, or they're working on vaccinations. But the, the players in that I'm fig- seeing again and again, Johnson and Johnson, Gilead, Abbott Labs, Moderna, Quietel, LabCorp. There's a couple others, but we keep getting these little. And excuse me for saying the word little, but these COVID nineteen updates, and it, they're moving stocks still. And it, it, whether it's an antigen test, I don't know. I feel like it's overwhelming, right? Elsewhere in the world of news, Deadline is throwing some cold water on a story that Amazon is in talks to acquire AMC. That makes an enormous amount of sense. Amazon needs more content. I kind of feel there's they're not quite Netflix. I don't know. Is that fair? You tell me, is Amazon Prime worth keeping just for the videos or no? I thought Apple should have bought either Disney or AMC Entertainment. Someone say, here's a device. We'll give you the free TV. And there's you can watch that zombie show or that Better Call Saul show. Or you could watch something. Here's our device now. Go watch something for many, many, many hours. Get addicted to it. So there's a, a rumor now that Amazon may go after AMC. And, um, do you do your own production or do you buy content? A lot going on there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So maybe Amazon doesn't want AMC the zombie content player. Maybe they want AMC, the movie theater. And that's the one that he goes, okay, that doesn't make sense. The content player makes sense. The movie theater doesn't make sense because, or does it? Because it's like they got whole foods and you always kind of wonder what's in the mind of Jeff Bezos. 
when he bought the Washington Post, it was financially struggling. When he bought Whole Foods, the stock couldn't seem to find its own level. In fact, it was 60% off from its all-time high. So he bought it in theory at a discount of once what was higher perceived value. So would he go for a movie theater or would he go for content? And that's the fascinating thing about Amazon. They've got a CEO that we can actually study. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. A stay-at-home stock market rally has occurred. Interesting. In times with higher unemployment and uh, the economic data that's just abysmal. But that's how Wall Street maybe is teaching you something about it. It doesn't work like you think it will all the time. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black. This song always makes me smile. Um, the singer just stretching a word. To, I got no roots. Anyhow, I digress. Let's talk about Goldman Sachs. They said something pretty interesting um, in an analyst note on jet fuel warnings. Okay, we we kind of know jet fuels in the story. Right now, it's part of the big you know picture. Airplanes, uh, low price oil, airplanes not full. Although, APIX News has a breaking story: a plane was full going from New York to San Francisco. Is that social distancing being practiced? More at 10. Um, There was a plane that was full. Anyway, the COVID-19 pandemic has essentially meant that some countries have just shut down on flights. A lot of governments are imposing strict regulations on billions of people worldwide. Now, the public health crisis has led to extreme demand shock to the point that, like, hey, we have oil in boats. We're ready to deliver it to the um, storage facilities, and they can get the whole process of refining it through the pipelines going. Uh -uh. Too much of a, a breakage, basically bringing travel worldwide to a standstill, has crippled the oil industry. And the two are kind of interestingly tied, not at the umbilical cord, but something like that. You're going to see a good chunk of the jet demand that would have been associated with business travel just lose, lose ground. So Goldman has a thesis, and they're not stupid. They have research teams. They're not aggressive. They're not in the business of trying to be extremely right or, you know, because you, in this industry, you can't be extremely wrong. It's one of the reasons Warren Buffett says, you know, Someone asks him a question, what do you think about the stock market? He goes, well, I think it goes up. I'm cautiously optimistic. That's the best answer. Because you're kind of relying on history to prove you're right, and history tends to do that. The coronavirus outbreak is going to have a lasting impact on the behavior of businesses across the globe. So Goldman Sachs started talking about this last week, and they're putting together more of a, a, a pager, if you will saying that confinement measures, and I've already talked to one CEO who's like, I'm never going to do business travel again. I can just do all my meetings on, on Skype and online. 4.1 million people have contact, uh, contracted COVID so far worldwide. Public health crisis has led to an extreme demand shock in the energy markets. Flying should be cheaper now than it has been in a very, very long time. And still people are saying, you know, 
we don't know how this is going to come back. We kind of assume people will want entertainment. We kind of assume people will want restaurants. We kind of assume like, but we don't know the demand on jets. And when do we get comfortable with flying? So Goldman Sachs says global oil demand. This is where it gets serious. They think it's going to fall 94 million barrels per day, blah, 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 blah. That probably doesn't mean much to you. By seeing that global oil demand is going to fall to 94 million barrels a day, down from 100 million barrels a day uh, the previous year, now that starts to give you some kind of idea. But they're saying the long-term business behavior, which is very profitable for airlines, it's very profitable for hotels, uh, they think it could be psycho- uh, psychologically damaged to the tune of a 55% decline in 2021 from the uh, levels at 2019. So they're seeing the recovery, sure, but they're not seeing it stick around long enough to get to 2019 levels anytime soon. Oh, the fun stuff. Oh, the the things we'll see. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Joe Biden's going at Trump's economic disaster of a presidency. That's pretty Pretty, I'm not going to get into that one, but I think it's pretty convenient. <laughs> but there's other things you could say. I, I, see, suddenly you're talking politics, and I don't really like this. But taking aim at the economic disaster overseen by Trump is probably the fairest way of saying that. To go from last month's employment numbers to this month's and to know that it's going to get worse. It just, again, look at the calendar. I'm not trying to surprise you here when I say this. It's going to get very political, and you probably don't remember the markets moving as much as they did in 2016 leading up to Trump's presidency. He kind of came out of left field, and Wall Street at one point in time was freaked out from his lack of an experience. Lack of experience, sorry. So Wall Street was freaked out by his lack of experience to suddenly like, Oh my gosh, he's going to slash, he's going to make it very easy for businesses to do business. Again, political conversation I'm going to stay out of. Mega cap tech stocks are doing well again today, leading the market higher. Amazon's up 1.3%. Apple's up seven tenths of 1%. Microsoft's hitting highs. Alphabet's moving higher. Facebook's moving higher. And then you get kind of defensive in the stock market. I don't like narrow rallies. I kind of want to see the loser industrials and financials like insurance companies do well. If only my stocks are doing well, there's something wrong. If only my sectors are doing well, there's something wrong. It's a weird part about Wall Street. You kind of want to see the, the other people win too. Over time. 800-516-1220 for getting your calls on the air if you have any questions. I know there's a lot on your mind right now. I'm trying my best to ease some of your thoughts. I think I did a good job of keeping you in the market in the last two months, three months, without getting too freaked out. I've seen this before. I haven't seen this one before, but I've seen this before. The NASDAQ is slightly higher, not by much. Uh, but after a couple weeks of roaring higher, uh, sideways isn't down. The SP 500's down one half a percent. The Dow's down one percent, almost nine tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq's up one tenth of a percent. 
Um, oil sits at $25 a barrel. Crude's not doing anything. There's not a lot in the data today. Even the 10-year treasury is little changed. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. You can also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of great downloads there. Check them out at newfocusfinancial.com.